besties. Welcome back to another episode. Today, as you can tell by the title, we're talking about how to get shit done, giving you five actionable steps that aren't just telling you... (laughs) Relax. That aren't telling you how to just create habits or that you need to make habits. Um, We did a whole thing on habits. We do love habits, but we know that... We love habits. um, Creating them and sticking to them is not everyone's vibe, and it's Mm -hmm. not easy for everyone so we're gonna give you some other ideas so idea number one you need to focus (laughs) focus um idea number one is to i'm just gonna start really basic have someone to keep you accountable for the things you want to do so i'm not saying you need to make a habit or do things every day it can be doing random things like cooking dinner so like Find someone to text you and be like, did you eat? Did you eat? Or or for you, like you always tell me to come over for dinner and that forces you to cook. So holding yourself accountable is a really good and easy way to make sure you're getting stuff done. And if you're doing that for the same thing, it will create a habit eventually. But the big thing with this is just voicing it. I feel like when you voice something and you say you want to do something and you tell people about it it makes you more likely to do it would you agree yeah i guess but also like what if say you want to start exercising more but Mm -hmm. your friends are like the people that you spend the most amount of time with are too busy or not interested or don't don't prioritize Mm -hmm. fitness or whatever you're interested in the way that you do like what's your advice for that I feel like if, I mean, it's very situation dependent, but I think that you can always find people that align with what you want to do. So if you don't have, if your close friend group doesn't work out, maybe a family member will. Maybe you start going to classes and you make friends, friends, but you could even tell the, like when you're, this is sometimes what I used to do when I didn't love going to classes as much. I would kind of take the same two or three people's classes and that way they knew me, I knew them. And every time I would leave, I'd be like, I'll see you on this day. And me vocalizing that to them, I didn't want to let them down. Mm -hmm. And so I would go and it might not be them. It might not be them texting me being like, show up. Um, But if you need that personal trainer or you know what I mean? So there's different ways to do it. I think, I think a lot of the time having, friends do it with you is obviously the best thing and it's probably better for everyone if there's a group of friends that's not doing something that maybe is good for their health or maybe they a goal that they have um it can be mutually beneficial but I just think speaking something into existence saying you're gonna do it is a good first step you know what I mean yeah it's like setting the intention right away exactly and I just think that I personally like to have people in my life that are going to push me and challenge me. And so I think when I say things like I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, um, people hold me accountable. I think that like your fiance definitely does that as well. And I feel like it can even be holding you accountable in the way that you act or the way that you talk. And if, I mean, you told us recently on the podcast that one of your things that you want to be careful of is when you've had a bad day not taking it out on the people close to you and even though you're gonna have slip-ups him being like that wasn't cool Mm -hmm. holds you accountable because you vocalize that to him you know what I mean 
Totally. So that's my first tip. Do you have any thoughts? No, I think I kind of <laughs> shared mine along the path. No. <laughs> hers, hers have been sprinkled throughout. <laughs> peppering them in. Oh my God. Okay. Um, my next one is a little bit more actionable um, and it is lists. Okay. I love lists. I know lists aren't for everybody, but I'm going to tell you the type of list I use. Okay. So you're going to make a list and on the list, you're going to have four sections. Okay. So you're going to divide your paper down the center vertically, and then you're going to divide that horizontally. Take out a piece of paper right now. Right now. Go. Do you have okay, it? You got it? Do you have a pen? Love it. Okay. At the top of the left-hand corner, where that first box is, the left top box, I want you to write um, must-dos or like have-tos or something to that effect. On the right side, you're going to write optional or something to that effect, something that doesn't need to be done. Or you could write immediate and not immediate or something <laughs> like that. Then you're going to move down to your bottom two squares and... Um, you're going to write, oh my God, what was the other thing? Oh no, BRB. Sorry for that little brain fart. Okay, so you're going to separate your paper into immediate and not immediate. And then you're going to separate those, that top section and that bottom section on the left-hand side and the right-hand side into less than an hour and more than an hour or something to that effect. You can pick mm -hmm. your time limits. And what you're going to do is you're going to put everything that's overwhelming you, bothering you everything you need to do on the sheet of paper and you're going to divide it up that way you can divide it up more you can be like tasks under 10 minutes tasks under 30 minutes tasks that take five plus hours whatever you want to do and the reason I love doing this is if you do it on technology it can kind of just be an ongoing an ongoing list and that way you can visualize what needs to be done now and what can wait. So one of the things I struggle with is when I get overwhelmed in school or in work, I think that I have to do everything all at once. So for example, I shut down. Yeah, like, you I shut totally down. Like shut down. And so writing it out is one just therapeutic and helpful. But for me, for example, next week I'm teaching six times. And so I was like, oh my God, I need to make six playlists. Oh my God. Like, and I'm trying to make Friday's playlist. It's like, breathe. And it looks so overwhelming, too, when yeah. you're looking at, like, the week ahead and you're like... And you're like, whoa. I was trying to do Friday's playlist when all I needed to really focus on was Monday and Tuesday. And so mm -hmm. if I take my list, I go, okay, what needs to be done now? Monday's playlist needs to be done now. And Tuesday's playlist would be me getting ahead. Me having Friday's playlist done, mm -hmm. not even beneficial because my mood's going to be different by Friday. Mm -hmm. So that's just a brief example. And then if you break it down into things that take certain amounts of time... It can be really helpful. So what, what, what I'll do is, let's say I have a break, a two-hour break between classes. And I go, you know, I can't start this in that break because that's going to take too long. Yeah. But here are three things that I can do in 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And you don't even have to remember what they are because you just always refer back to your list. And whenever you have free time, you go back to your list. And it can just be a good way. You're always going to have shit to do. You're always going to have things piling up. That's just life. Things are always going to come onto your plate and you're going to be rushed. That's just going to happen. And so it's a good way to prioritize and to be like, this needs to be done now. And this takes X amount of time. You can even take it further and say, these are things that I need help with. And these are things yeah. I can do alone. So that when you're with the people that you need help from, you can know exactly what you're yeah, going to do with them. Ask for help. Yeah. So I think it's super beneficial to write that down. 
It's also nice because if you're someone who has anxiety and you ruminate or you get stuck in this like, oh my God, I have to do this and that and that. I don't want to forget about this. What about that? Did I do that? Oh my gosh, don't forget that. It just takes it out of your head. You have it on a piece of paper. You know you're not going to forget. So when you're winding down from your day trying to go to bed at night, all you have to do is if something pops into your head, just take a moment, go back to your list, write it down, done. It's out of your head. Now you can relax. Now you can carry out your day. And you know that you're going to be organized. Things are not going to slip through the cracks. And the biggest thing is when you're looking at like the week ahead and it seems overwhelming, similar to other tasks that seem overwhelming, all you need to do is take a small step. And when you break it down into those small steps, then all you're doing is you're finding pockets of time to complete those tasks. Yeah. And it makes it so good because you have it in front of you. One, like I said, it's out of your head. Two, you get like that satisfaction of checking it off or crossing it out. Yeah. Um, and three, well, I guess with that, like two and a half, um, it gives you that like satisfaction, that sense of accomplishment. Um, what was my third one? I had a really good third point. I hate when that happens. I hate when that happens. I'll expand on that and let you think for a sec. Thanks. I think the other thing that's really good about breaking it down is um, not only does it make you less overwhelmed, but it also makes you start. And a lot of the time starting is the hardest thing. If your yes. room is an absolute disaster and you have to clean it up and you know it's going to take you three hours to clean it up, that is so overwhelming and that act alone of having to start is what makes you not start. And so if you say, you know what, my major goal is to clean my room and that's mm -hmm. under my five-hour thing. That's going to take me five hours. It's a disaster, okay? And then you break down, what do I need to do to clean my room? I need to clean my makeup table. I need to fold my laundry. I need to wash my laundry. I need mm -hmm. to do whatever. And then each of those steps probably only takes 20 to 30 minutes. And so that cleaning your room process that feels so daunting, so overwhelming, that's going to take you four hours, five hours, is now broken up into these small steps. And mm -hmm. you can just, you know, today I'm going to do my laundry and then I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to do my makeup table and then I'm going to take a break. So, Right. So um, I remember what I was going to say. My third point is for people who procrastinate, mm -hmm. it's so nice because you can look at the list and almost be like okay like i can kind of do this one so for example for me i find if i have a lot of things to do and i'm just procrastinating sometimes like the simple act of like sending that email that i've been putting off will get me into the flow and then i'll be like okay so that's done what's next on the list mm -hmm. so it's just important to just do something on the list just start the process yeah and keep going but that way at least you're not procrastinating what to start you have the list in front of you and all you have to do is go to like one of the smaller tasks and pick that one literally like i spend when i'm procrastinating i spend so much time writing lists like i'm like i'm just gonna <laughs> so write out all the steps i have to do and then i feel like i've done something um this actually leads perfectly into my next point which is for the people who are overachievers and overthinkers so kind of depending who you are maybe you're both um pick one thing you do not need to be accomplishing 900 different goals 900 different tasks 900 different things all at once. Don't spread yourself thin. Yeah. There are things that are going to come up in your work life, in your family life, in your relationships that are going to take time. And if you're already spread thin by tasks that you have set for yourself, because either you're an overachiever or you're an overthinker and you're procrastinating because you can't start, your list gets too big. And then when things pop up, it's just, it's, it's too much. And so 
my advice is when you're looking at your list, what are things that need to be done for work and for families and to maintain your relationships? And what are things that you are choosing to do? Mm-hmm. And pick one. If you have eight things that you're telling yourself you need to do by the end of the week, maybe reassess. You have, this is something I've struggled with. I'm always thinking about new ways to do everything and I just want to always be growing and I want to maximize my efficiency. I can never be sitting still. I can never be not productive. If I'm taking a break from studying, it's because I'm eating lunch and unloading the dishwasher at the same time and folding my laundry. Like it's just that shit crazy. And it's, this is something that I struggle with. It's like pick one thing and do it really, really well because you have your whole life, right? Like I don't need to accomplish everything I want to accomplish by the Mm -hmm. time I'm 50 next week. It doesn't need to happen. That no, you're turning yeah. fifty. Yeah, literally. So um, that's the thing that I would say too, especially if you're someone who. <laughs> you okay? Let's do it ASMR. Okay. You were you were chugging that your water <laughs> your water talk. Um, refer to the last podcast if you want to know yeah. what that's about. Um. <laughs> Yeah, what do you think about that, choosing one thing? It can be hard. It's hard, yeah. And I think it's easy to get bogged down within your list, like constantly trying to outdo yourself. Um, But I think my, I don't know if I want to call it a warning or a tip, is make sure you leave enough time for those random, crazy, unanticipated things that could pop up that normally do pop up in life. Um, cause I remember when I first started trying to do, trying to find how to build that balance within time management, oftentimes I would not account for those crazy random things that just happen in life. So I would leave things not to the last minute, but like, for example, the weekend before and it's due in the middle of the week and then I would get sick or something would happen and then I'd lose that entire weekend. Um, and then I feel so pressured trying to get it done on top of like doing all the other things that I had already scheduled into, um, my planner. So keep that in mind and make sure that you have that wiggle room. Um, so you're not overdoing it. You're not spreading yourself thin, but you're also like leaving room. If you just like, for example, if you come home and you're not feeling well and you just want on Netflix. Yeah. You have that Amen, you have time. Yeah, you have that opportunity to do it. But be cautious to not also underdo it mm-hmm. or I guess overdo the random penciling in of whatever. I'm not yeah. making any sense right now. No, you are. I make sense. <laughs> it's actually really funny you say that because as a psychology major, <laughs> I've done research on this. And it's actually um, proven that um, – not proven, like there's been studies – saying that majority of people um, underestimate how long something's going to take them to do by a lot Mm -hmm. because they don't account for things that can go wrong. They think as people, we think that we are more efficient than we are. And so we think that the thing that the reading that's going to take us 20 minutes is actually going to, we think it's going to take us 20 minutes. It's actually going to take us like an hour. So when we have those things um, on our list that we think is going to take 20 minutes and then it doesn't that can also be stressful so when you're making your list when you're planning when you're kind of trying to prioritize things for your week literally this is going to sound so dramatic but double the time it's you think it's going to take because the studies that I've read and the research that I've done says that if you double it 
you'll probably be slightly under, but you definitely will not be overestimating. And that's crazy to me because I think I'm so efficient at things. And so often, especially with school, things take me so much longer than I think. So that's another good kind of tidbit is double the time for everything. So Mm -hmm. if you have 10 hours of goals that you need to accomplish in a week, that's 20 hours. That's fucked. 20 hours of things outside of work and life that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Girl, sit down. Boy. We don't got that much time. Mm-hmm. We all have the same 24 hours, but that's just a little crazy. It is. You're not going to be sleeping, so. But you need to sleep. You need sleep. to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> sleep now. <laughs> Did you have something to yeah. say? Go for it. Please interject. <laughs> So many animal noises today. That was like a turkey, wasn't it? Like, gobble. 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 We're going to start every episode from now on with a new animal noise. You're welcome. <laughs> no one asked for it, but we're delivering. We're delivering. Um, I think that the good thing with that, with doubling the time, is having more time, finishing your task, having time left over, is going to make you feel better than feeling pressure to finish a task and running out of time. Mm-hmm. Plus, my tip with that is take every week as a reflective opportunity or every month. You don't even have to do it weekly, Mm -hmm. but just pause or pencil it in or add it to your to-do list to take a moment to reflect on um, how that month or that week went. If you need to adjust the amount of time that you're dedicating to different tasks, if you spread yourself too thin, if there's more that you could be doing to look at the goals ahead of you and like Kira said, like prioritize. You don't need to do everything at once. Like life is a long journey, um, unless it's not. (laughs) And that's all for today, folks. (laughs) Uh, It's actually so funny that you just said that because another one of my topic ideas was afterlife. (laughs) I have it on my list. Welcome. I thought of that song when I wrote it down. I feel like that would be a fun episode. Yeah, just play that song on a loop. Yeah, well, I actually thought we would talk about it because With we have because I have a podcast voice. We wouldn't want to waste my talent. Okay. Fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god, stop! Um, but yeah, let us know if you'd like a little convo on the afterlife. What we think about it. What it's our so beliefs funny are. Today she was talking about um, a dog that is a fellow. Uh, visitor to the studio being reincarnated oh yeah Yeah. a fellow visitor a dog came to the studio and i said it was reincarnated (laughs) as my dog like my dog was reincarnated into this puppy Mm -hmm. so cute okay um my number four actionable habit out of five out of five is plan what you can life is so I, I, I um, did this list when I, at midnight when I couldn't fall asleep because I was worried about not waking up for my 6.30 class, in case you were wondering. Um, and I was pretty impressed when I came up with that, with that one. I was like, mm, that was good. Plan what you can. Plan what you can. Um, as we've been saying, life is unexpected. And mm-hmm. so I know not everyone's a planner, but I want you to try mm-hmm. to plan what you can. Because when you have plans and when you ha- – I'm not saying habits, plans – a day a day by day plan it can change every day when you have and I'm talking a rough plan don't yeah. do what I do and plan by the five minute increment drives you nuts okay I drives me nuts um but if you have a plan and you have a 
set, a set thing, a set list, a set calendar, whatever, of what you need to do for that day, when things go sideways, it can help you pivot because you've already thought about what needs to be done and what doesn't need to be done that day. Why are you laughing at me? Do you watch Friends? No. I've never seen it. My brother's watched it three times. Why? First of all, it's my favorite show, like, all time. Two, there's an episode where you <laughs> said pivot. I just couldn't help, but I'll show you the... I'll find a YouTube clip The scene? Later. Yeah, they're, like, trying to lift this couch up a flight of stairs. Oh, and they keep saying pivot when they go around the corner. Yeah. I probably have seen that on TikTok. Pivot! Pivot! <laughs> Um, you know what's funny? I literally said pivot in my last, in the last episode we recorded and you didn't even mention it. (laughs) No, I just thought. (laughs) Um, yeah. So plan what you can, because if you have, um, a set of things that you need to do in a day and you've already thought about what they are, how you're going to do them and how much of completing them is necessary, then you're less overwhelmed when things go crazy. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Do you agree? I do agree. I'm a planner. I'm a big, big planner, but I'm also a very spontaneous person. Like, I am that person. Yeah, she'll just walk by McDonald's and she'll be like, spontaneity, I'm not making dinner tonight. (laughs) Junior chicken. Junior chicken time, baby. Or I'll be like, oh, cool, let's save money. And then two seconds later, I'm like, hey, shopping trip. But yeah. So, no, I mean, like, I am the type of person that will like randomly get up one day and be like, hey, like let's plan a trip to go blah, blah, blah. Um, and then realize that I have like negative two cents in my bank account <laughs> and we'll have That's to pivot. That's when you pivot. <laughs> pivot. That's so funny that we both Oh God, that. that's so funny. Um, but I'm a big fan of It's planning. a beautiful day out. Sorry, I just looked outside and the sun is shining. It's so, but it's still a little chilly. Yeah, I know. I walked here. Freezing. Anyways, continue. Yeah, this is very cool. The date is... 18th of May. Yep. And it's sunny. And kind of warm for me. <laughs> Two degrees. <laughs> yeah. It's cold. Snow, it's cold. Like, Could snow, be snowing. So, like, oh, yeah. May, we don't, well, first of all, we don't get spring. We Let's do a segment fall. on weather. I like it. We have <laughs> fall and an extended winter. Cute. Mm-hmm. And then summer. No. Oh, okay. Like maybe a day. Cute. I love a day of summer. <laughs> Really make the most of it, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, What's our fifth actionable? Oh, were you done? I guess. I don't really remember what I was going to say. Right, planning. Okay, (laughs) I am a planner. I like planning things. Yeah, honestly. Freaking goldfish. But honestly, as an aside, I haven't been sleeping well this week. And I have this theory. There's probably no proof to it. But I think it's because I've been eating dinner later. And then yeah. I find it's been hard for me to, like, And then I down. also wake up starving when I eat dinner late. I don't know why. I know. I also have been waking up starving. Anyways. Anyways. So I just feel like I'm a little... Off today. Yeah, like, mm. zoned out today. Like, mm-hmm. extra space cadet Yeah. Um, I totally give that vibe. <laughs> I'm getting that. I'm getting I, that energy. I am in my silly I'm receiving era. that aura. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, plan, but don't over plan. Yeah. And don't go crazy. Don't go crazy. Find what method works for you. I, so my way of doing it is I have my appointments and like where I need to be in my, um, like Apple calendar, whatever. And then I have my to-do lists, um, and then certain things that are like super duper important that I like cannot miss. I'll rewrite it in my planner. 
So for example, if I have like, like this week I had this course where we had to do a bunch of codes in order to make sure I really like that does not like slip through the cracks, I will write it down into my calendars or into my planner as well. So it'll be in my daily calendar and sorry, my weekly, monthly calendar, and then it'll be in my planner as well. So it's two ways to make sure that I'm on top of it um, and that I'm doing like the necessary pre-work beforehand. But yeah, find what works for you. I just find when I have things written out and I cross them off, I feel like I actually like the process of writing it out and crossing it out. I don't get that same satisfaction through doing it electronically. Um, I also tried to do it using my iPad for a while, but I don't know what it is about just having that physical yeah, book that. in front of you. Yeah. I love that feeling. Um, but that's what works for me. Cool. I love it. I'm a calendar girl through and through. Everything goes in my calendar. To-do list. Like, if I'm making a to-do list for the afternoon of, like... Do you do paper to-do list? No, do I do everything on my phone. So, for school, what I do is I put school assignments in an agenda. And I write down all the dates. And then I write down what I'm doing each day in the agenda. Um, and then my calendar is appointments, work schedules, um, all of that. But then also, every time I think of something that I need to do, I put it in my calendar. So, if I have, like... If I send an email and I need to follow up in three days, if I haven't heard from them, I put it in my calendar for three days later. So my calendar is like my, like I couldn't, my schedule. Yeah. Um, okay. Last actionable tip. Here it goes. You ready for this one? I think this one's pretty good too. Roll. Holy crap. She almost rolled off the couch, that coffee mug. Um, (laughs) roll with your biological clock. I'll repeat it. Roll with your biological clock, okay? Insert body roll. Insert body roll. You need to use everything to your advantage, Mm -hmm. including your innate capabilities, including your, you need to know your strengths and weaknesses when you're setting goals and habits, when you're trying to get stuff done. But you need to roll with your biological clock. It has been proven time and time again that some people are night owls. Me. Some people are morning people. Yeah. Um, and it actually has to do with um, the length of your biological clock or something to that effect. I'm definitely getting that wrong. But like <laughs> people with um, morning people have short, shorter wavelengths and long, night owls have longer wave, wavelengths or something. Wow. I sound like such an idiot right now. Just Google it. Okay. Um, morning people and night <laughs> okay. owls. Um, roll with it. If you Wait, are trying to be, <laughs> okay. If you are trying <laughs> to be um, a morning person when you are not, if you are working a full day and trying to get up at four in the morning to get that stuff done because you don't want to do any work when you get home, but you're a night owl, it's not going to work. You can slightly alter your biological clock, and you can you know, wake up a little earlier if you're a night owl and you can go to bed a little later if you're a morning person, but you can't completely switch it. There is something innate about the way that your brain functions. And I wish I could think of the terms right now, but I cannot. And it's set. So I've talked about this before, how my brother and I are polar opposites, how his schedule is literally is like 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. and mine's like flipped. Mine's like 3 a.m. Because like, I get off so fucking early. No, it's not 3. It's like 5. But I 
For example, today was up at 4.45 before my class, got a bunch of stuff done, went on a long walk, um, taught my class, and I've been working all day um, until now when we're podcasting. And then I go to work at five o'clock and my plan at five o'clock is to be done all the thinking I have to do for the day. So I'll be at the studio working. I'll be probably making playlists like, you know, whatever, but nothing that needs intense brain functioning can be done for me after like four o'clock. So I use that to my advantage and I get up early because of that. Mm-hmm. It's not about getting everything done before noon. It's not about the aesthetic or how that sounds. It's just about the fact that I actually can't function in the afternoon yeah. without my Diet Coke, of course. Um, with the Diet Coke, the circadian rhythms are just out the window, okay? They don't matter anymore. You, on the other hand, are up to like 2 in the morning doing crazy things like your nails. Everything you need to get done. You go on like cleaning rampages. I know. Hillary is a night owl. Talk about it. I just find, so my sweet spot of like maximum productivity, like say on a weekend, if I'm just trying to do some kind of work, Mm -hmm. is usually between like 10 to Mm -hmm. 3-ish in the morning slash going into the afternoon Mm -hmm. um but then I definitely work better in the evenings and I think that's just been something that I've trained myself to do because most of the time I would be in school throughout the day and then I'd have to really focus sit down and work or study or whatever throughout the night um see I'm the opposite I would go to school all day and come home at four or five o'clock and unwind and go to bed and go to bed by nine and wake up at four or five and do my schoolwork before school yes I can't do that because I wouldn't be able to I my my the the quality of my work would be so much better in the morning and it would take me half the time to get it done I'm so slow in the mornings I don't I cannot I jump out of bed my alarm went off at 4 45 today and I was actually standing by like 4 45 (laughs) 02 I'm just like pole vault out of that in the morning 5 45 and my alarm was set for like 5 50 and I like went back to bed rolled over went back to bed like <laughs> it's like I'm getting those extra five minutes um yeah mm-mm, can't do it plus like I don't know it's just I go through waves where I'm like I'll wake up early I'll do it it'll be fine I'll go to bed early it's great and then I realize I don't really care for that. And then I'll go back to my pattern. So I don't know. It's hard. I don't think you need to change it. I think there's a very... I think we've I, talked I, about I'm this. in a season where I don't have the choice. Because every month yeah. like I'm doing something else. So I constantly have to like change. Pivot. I have to pivot. Um, and it's so annoying, you guys. Like no one really talks about the fact that if you're... Um, in school where you're doing like rotations where you're constantly having to like pivot your schedule like for example one one rotation I have to like be at the hospital for 6 a.m which is crazy Mm -hmm. and I'll be like working 12 14 hour days and by the time I come home I'm exhausted so I can't do the things that I normally do so basically you end up going into survival mode yeah um and you're just adjusting to that and then when you switch over into something else, it's hard to switch back. find that balance. So it's yeah. kind of hard. Um, maybe I'll have an answer next year for you on how I function best because up until now, I've yeah, had to you're just kind adjust of just, to whatever. You're adjusting to your schedule instead exactly. of your schedule adjusting to you. I think most people, 
with the exception of people in medicine who are working overnight shifts and stuff, like the normal nine to five job that majority of the population works, you can decide. I don't understand how people, unless like you have to, like you have no other choice. I genuinely don't understand how people do shift work and actually have a good quality of life. Oh, I know. It's crazy. It's wild. But um, that's for another day. Um, My point for this is that don't, there's this stereotype about, you know, morning people being more productive and being better. And if you want to be successful, you have to wake up at four in the morning every single day and do two 45 minute workouts and have everything done by noon and then do everything. But like, how that... are you going to do that if you're doing shift work? If one day you're working overnight? Well, I'm, I'm not even saying that. I'm just yeah. saying like in the normal nine to five job of most people, that is still the stereotype. Mm-hmm. You need to get everything that you need to do done before you go to work. You need to work a full day, and then you need to do a little bit Which more when you get bonkers. back. It's crazy, and I also just don't think it's true. Mm-mm. I think that you can be just as productive between 9 p.m. and midnight as you can be between 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. if that's when you're productive, if that's when you're going to get your best workout in, if that's when you're going to be the most focused to finish your assignments, if that's when you're going to do the best job cleaning your house and enjoy it, because that's what you use to decompress, doesn't matter. Roll with your biological clock because that will help you get stuff done. Getting things done is hard enough mm-hmm. for everybody. Get, keeping up with life is hard enough. Keeping up with all the things that you have going on is a challenge in of itself. Set use what you have. Success. Yeah, use what you have to your benefit and roll with your biological clock. You don't have to fit that exact stereotype. Yeah. Like you can create whatever... And that's, schedule yeah. whatever thing matches to your lifestyle mm-hmm. and your circadian rhythm best. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely based, the circadian rhythms is definitely based in science and it's definitely been proven. The whole morning person versus night owl is also proven, but what is not, I don't think, is the fact that you're going to be more successful as a morning person. So I can't tell you one thing. If you're forcing yourself to be a certain type of way that really does not align with your core values and what's going to set you up for success, you are not going to be happy. Or successful. You're going to feel burned out. You're just going to feel grumpy. Yeah. All the time. Unless, like, you're part of that very small percentage of people that are able to, like, flip-flop and adapt to everything life throws their way. Most of the time, as human beings, we find it a little challenging to adapt. Yeah. So. We cry. Set yourself up for success. <laughs> Alrighty, that's all. We have a short little episode for you today. 35 minutes. It's actually not that short. Honestly, We've... it was like, I think it was very informative. Good, I'm glad you think so. I I'm going to toot my own horn and say it was pretty toot informative toot. too. Toot toot. We'll talk to you guys soon. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Bye.